Uh, let's just go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you for the, now this opportunity to pour your word into your people for your glory. I declare that your word will go forth from my lips unhindered and unchecked by any satanic or demonic force. It's going to accomplish those things that it's sent out to do. It will prosper in every heart in which it is sown. In this room and also online, those that are watching now live and those who will watch later, we declare that the same burden removing, yoke destroying power that's on this word will be on it later and we declare that lives will be changed for your glory in Jesus' name. And all of us that are Agree, said amen. amen and amen. Give God some praise one more time. Hallelujah. All right, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, you probably, some of you will be standing up from time to time because some of y'all will just get excited. I don't know about y'all, right? Right? Sometimes I get excited, and if I get excited, some of y'all gonna get excited. And so, 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 yeah, even if you're the type of person to say, Oh, Brother Pena, you don't know me, I, I don't get excited in the church. I'm not one of those amen kind of people in church. Today, you're gonna say amen. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Today, you're gonna say amen. Today, you might get out of that seat. And so, our uh, Apostle Cynthia has been teaching a series on developing a kingdom mindset. Say mindset developing a kingdom mindset, and I'm going to flow in that same vein. I'm not going to change the title or anything. We're going to deal with developing a kingdom mindset. Say mindset. Why is it, Joe, that your mindset needs to be set to the kingdom? Well, it's really important, especially for young people, especially for those of us that are born again, because we were born into this world, right? And in this world, what happens is, now, now in this world, they say it, and it, it actually is true, you become a product of your environment. Right? And so I grew up in East New York, Brooklyn, and in East New York, we were told that black and brown kids from this environment, from this neighborhood, only a certain percentage of you are going to be alive when you're 18. Only a certain percentage of you are going to graduate from high school. Only, and I'm, why would you say that to a, a kid in third grade? You know what I'm saying? But they did. They told us that. And you become a product of your environment, and you listen to the credible authority figures that you have in your life. That's why it's really important as parents, you should never tear down your children. You should never allow anything negative to proceed from out of your mouth. Only that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace to them. You need to build your children up and not tear them down. You know what I'm saying? Say amen to that. All right, all right. And so, so yeah, so you're, you're born in this world. You have your environment that you're dealing with. You have the credible authority figures that you have. And then you have the news. Say the news. You got to watch out for that news stuff. You know what I'm saying? Then, then you're just flipping. Back in the day, I don't know about y'all. I know I don't look that old. You know what I'm saying? But I remember when we had three channels. You know what I'm saying? We had ABC, NBC, and CBS. And then we got Fox later on. You know what I'm saying? We had a four. And back then, like we had this one TV, Ruby, uh, uh, in my house. And the little knob thing fell off. You know what I'm saying? So we had some pliers. And so you know what I'm saying? And so we had to get like vice script so you could clamp it down and then change the channel. And so you had to watch what you watch on TV. Because well, watch, because then the TV will tell you that you're only going to go but so far. The TV, t the TV will tell you that the world is falling apart. Right now, the TV will say, oh, the economy is going crazy. Inflation is at the highest rates of this and that. Oh, watch it now. There's another global outbreak. There's another pandemic. Oh, no, well, well, there's another uh, COVID-19 outbreak here and there. And you, gotta, yeah, you can watch the news and stay abreast of stuff, but you can't allow that stuff to get down in your heart. Say amen to that. So you got to develop a kingdom mindset. So, yeah, I was born into this world. I was born as a son of Dom uh, Dominican parents, immigrants from the Dominican Republic in East New York, Brooklyn. My sister's watching. She hates it when I say it. But we grew up in the murder capital of the murder capital. You know what I'm saying? So uh, New York City in the late 70s and early 80s was the murder capital of the United States. And then there was a five-square-mile uh, radius inside of New York City that was the murder capital of the murder capital. And me and my sister grew up in the middle of that circle. And so so when you grow up in that type of environment, 
a lot of times, and, we, and, and I had to buy food on food stamps. My mother, we never lacked for anything, but my mom was like, hey, this is free money. We're going to take it. You know what I'm saying? And so, but I, I hated buying food with food stamps. I don't know about y'all, but I had to go buy food with food stamps. I didn't like that stuff. But, but so we grew up in this environment, and then so I, have, I come to God. I'm 23 years old. I get born again, and now I'm born again, but I have a poverty mentality. Now, I'm born again, but, but, but I have a lack mentality. I'm born again, but, but, but I have this thing to where this stigma to where I'm a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. I used to curse every third word. I used to want to fight all the, I'm not that big, but I used to want to fight all the time. You know what I'm saying? And so, but then I got born again. And so, so now that I'm born again, I'm in the kingdom. I, I, I'm part of this whole different dynamic. And, and so the kingdom of God, watch this, I'm in the kingdom and the kingdom is in me. And so once the kingdom is in me, I got to learn how how to live like this new reality that I have. And I don't know. I have to learn a whole new mindset. I have to learn a whole new framework. I have to think different. Why? Because my daddy is the king. You know what I'm saying? So, so when your daddy is the king and your daddy owns everything, you got to think like your daddy. Say this. Say, I will learn how to think like my daddy. All right, so let's talk about developing a kingdom mindset. What does that mean? Okay, what does mindset mean? I looked it up. Mindset is defined as a set of attitudes, beliefs, or thoughts that shape an individual's perception, behavior, and understanding of themselves and their relationship to this world. It is a psychological construct that determines how we think, feel, and act in any given situation. Man, that's a lot. Let me break that down. Watch this. So it is your attitude, beliefs, and thoughts that drive your perception, behavior, and understanding that determine how we think and feel and act. That's your mindset. So when you come to God, you don't have a kingdom mindset yet. We have to teach you how to develop a kingdom mindset. You, we have to teach you, Brother Peter, but then I got born again? Yeah, you got born again, but your spirit was born again. Your soul was not. Your soul is your mind, your emotions, and your will. You have to learn how to think, learn how to feel, learn how to make decisions like the king. And so you don't know how to do that when you first get born again. And so when you get born again, you have to learn how, how to look at life from God's point of view. Why is that important? Because your legs will never take you where your soul has never been. Let me say that again. So, so your legs will never take you where your soul has never been. In other words, you will never experience life prosperity beyond your level of soul prosperity. In other words, God has to make you prosperous in your soul. You have to see it on the inside before you can be it on the outside. And if you can't see it, you can't be it. If you can't see it, you will never have it. And so you have to have it on the inside. And once you have it on the inside, it's only a matter of time before it manifests on the outside. It's like, well, you got to be so fully persuaded that you go into your prayer closet, Deanna, and you see yourself the way God sees you and you believe what God believes about you and you are so persuaded, you are so convinced that you walk out of your prayer closet and you go into the world and you're like, man, these people haven't caught up with my reality yet. Right? The reason why these people, they don't know who they're talking to, you know. And now, now, first of all, the way she talked to me, first of all, let's thank God that I'm born again, you know what I'm saying? First of all, like they don't even know I'm from Brooklyn, you know what I mean? So, 
So first of all, let's thank God I'm born again. Second of all, they don't even know who they're talking to because if they did, they wouldn't put my name in their mouth like that. However, because God is in me, I say, Lord, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Now, now here's the good news, James. I know their poison can't stop my purpose. So I'm not even worrying about them. But now I'm looking at things different. I'm learning how I'm supposed to treat people. I, 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 the Bible tells me to bless those that curse me. From Brooklyn, we don't do that. I'm just saying, like, we don't do That's a whole nother mindset, right, right? Do good to those that despitefully use you. Oh, that's a whole nother level. That's a whole nother mindset. And so, so now, watch this. Oh, okay, I get it, God. Loving you is killing me. So loving God is actually killing my old man. And the more I die to self, um, uh, success in Christ is not a matter of more trying, Joe. Because if it was about trying, we would have been there already. We've been trying a long time. Success in Christ is a matter of more dying. And so, so, so I have to die to me so that God can live through me and the church said amen. So I have to develop a whole different mindset, a whole different paradigm, a whole different. Listen, uh, 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 Minister Jarman, minister last week, he talked about who you are. Who do you think you are? I'm glad you asked. A king's kid, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, a chosen generation. Watch it now. Who do you think you are? I'm the head, not the tail. Above only, not beneath. I'm the winner, not the loser. I'm the victor and never the victim. Watch it now. I am success going somewhere to succeed. I got it going on from the early morn to the break of dawn and on and on and it don't stop. Watch it now. And it don't quit. Jesus. All right. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. Some of y'all are old enough to remember that. Uh, Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. Guard your heart above all else. For it, your heart determines the course of your life. Your whole life is coming out of what's inside of you. Say this. Say, my life is an outworking of the internal. It's an outworking of the internal. And so what I need to do is work on my inside. i got to see myself the way that God sees me on the inside. i got to develop a godly mindset, a kingdom mindset. So developing a kingdom mindset is critical. So let me give you a few basic foundational truths about God's kingdom. I'm going to give you, let me see how many are these. I'm going to give you uh, eight of these. Very basic foundational truths. Because now you're in the kingdom and you need to learn about the kingdom. Eight quick things. Number one, God likens himself to a king and God likens his realm to a kingdom. Okay, that's foundational. Why is that important? Well, because, because watch this, we grew up, those of it, most people here, grew up under a system where there are presidents or prime ministers, right? That's not a king. A president or a prime minister has checks and balances. A president or a prime minister doesn't have ultimate authority. So right up front, we need to believe that our God is a king. He has no checks or balances. If God says this is yours, then it's yours. That's it. Nobody can check God. Nobody can stop God. Nobody can overrule God. Nobody can second guess God because God is God. 
So if I get a word from God and God is my king, I just got a word from the king and I know that the king owns everything in the kingdom. Say amen to that. Number two, I have to understand that the kingdom of God is not a physical place. Luke, in the book of Luke, it says, oh, no, you can't say the kingdom of God is here or the kingdom of God is there. No, the kingdom of God is within you. It is a spiritual reality. And so now, watch this. I got to believe that I am in the kingdom and the kingdom is in me and I am there right now. Number three, once you're born again, you are a citizen of God's kingdom. Say, I am right now a citizen of God's kingdom. What does that mean? That means that right now, Ray... You are seated at 14015 Miniville Road in Woodbridge, Virginia. But at the same time, the Bible says you are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So I am a citizen, and I'm a citizen right now. What does that mean? That Watch this. I don't know about y'all. Maybe if you were born in this country and you don't travel, you don't know about passports and stuff. You don't know how this thing works. But when you get a blue passport, when, when you are now, when, when you could travel to the United States, or if you have dual citizenship and you got two passports, I'm saying that, watch this, once you're born again, you got two passports. You are in this world, but you're not of this world. You're, you're king, there is a kingdom that is not from this world, and you are a citizen of up there. And so I'm living down here, but I'm representing up there. And so watch this. So what does that mean? It means that every morning I get my orders from headquarters. Every morning I'm receiving downloads, insight, wisdom, revelation, understanding from above. I'm living from above because I'm getting my instructions from up there. Number four, to become a productive citizen in God's kingdom, you have to learn how the kingdom functions. you got to develop a kingdom mindset. You go to another country and you start talking and you're trying to do stuff the way that they do it in the United States, and they'll tell you, no, we don't do that here. That's not the way it works here. And so, so you got to learn once you're in the kingdom how the kingdom of God functions. Number five, in the kingdom of God, oh, here's a big one. In the kingdom of God, here's a big one. We walk by faith and not by sight. Oh, what does that mean? That means that in this world, people say, I will believe it when I see it. In the kingdom, you will never see it until you believe it. In the kingdom, you cannot be moved by, say this, say, I am not moved. By what I see. Say, I'm only moved by what I believe. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by fear. I'm living by faith every step of the way. Number six, in God's kingdom, we know that every person is valuable. In God's kingdom, we know that every person on this planet, we value everybody. And because we value everybody, Dawn, we esteem them and we honor them and we see them the way that God sees them. And we don't judge people the way the world judges people. We see no man after the flesh. We know that every person was born. Even if somebody was born and their parents didn't want them to be born, they were born with a purpose. God deployed them to this planet at just the right time. And so we're going to see, we're going to believe what God believes about that person. We're going to lift them up and we're going to honor them accordingly. Say amen to that. Number seven, in God's kingdom, we have been deputized, say deputized, to operate with power and authority. Let me explain what that means. And so watch this. So Jesus had power and authority. Jesus said all power, all authority in heaven, in earth, and under the earth. 
has been given unto me. And then he said, okay, go ye therefore, based on this, I want you to go. Now I'm giving you, I am deputizing you. Back, you, you watch those westerns, those old westerns. In the westerns, the, the sheriff would just have to deputize somebody. And once they were deputized, they had the badge and then they had to make sure they had the gun. And so the, the badge is the authority, the gun is the power. God has given you both the authority and the power. The power is the Holy Spirit. The authority is the name of Jesus. And God has given you both the power and the authority. Say amen to that. So I'm, I'm just teaching you. This is how you got to think. You got to think different. And, and then number eight, in God's kingdom, we have the power to bring heaven to the earth. How? Through the vehicle of prayer. What was Jesus doing? Every time Jesus encounters somebody and he released healing, what was he doing? He was saying, oh, you can't see? Guess what? In heaven, Dean, there are no blind people. And so I'm going to pray. What am I going to pray? Father, your kingdom has already come. Thy will is going to be done. How? On earth as it is in heaven. So now I'm praying for what's in heaven to come down to the earth. And as a kingdom citizen, I have the power and the authority to do just that. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. Say, I am, I am a, citizen a citizen who prays. Who prays. So you got to use the power of prayer. Once again, the mindset is defined as attitudes, beliefs, or thoughts that shape your behavior and understanding that's going to drive the way you think and the, the way you feel and the way that you act in any given situation. Say, I develop a kingdom mindset. All right. So how you see yourself is very important. Colossians chapter 3, they're about to throw that up on the screen. Colossians chapter 3, I'm going to read verses 1 through 4 from the easy to read version. This is what the Bible says. You were, now this is talking to people that are born again. Say, I'm born again if you're born again. Say, I'm born again. If you're born again, this applies to you. You were raised from death with Christ. So live for what is in heaven. So if you're born again, he's saying, listen, you were already raised from death in Christ. So if you're born again, you've done all the dying you're going to do. For me, dying, the day that I die, I've already done all the dying I'm going to do. So the day that I die, the day that this body, if I take off this jacket and walk out of the jacket, the jacket is going to fall to the ground. Right? One day, my spirit is going to walk out of my body, and if I'm standing up, the body's just going to fall to the ground. But I will still be alive. So for me, watch this, the day that this body dies is just graduation day. I get to go from earth to glory. I get to go from time to eternity. I get to go from mortal to immortality. Right? And so, so it's just graduation day. And so I've done all the dying I'm going to do. So watch this. So, for, so live for what is in heaven where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Think only about what is up there, not what is down here on the earth. Is that what it says? Think only. Now, as a kingdom citizen, you're born again. You're a citizen in this kingdom. The Bible says that's what you need to think about. Like, so you have, there's a difference between a, a thermostat and a thermometer, right? A thermometer just measures the temperature. A thermostat can set it, right? A thermometer just tells you this is what the temperature is, but a, a thermostat, you control it. And so, so another translation of this verse says, set your mind on the things that are above. In other words, picture a thermostat and picture there's a setting on the thermostat that says earth. And you were born on that setting. But now that you're born again, you have to walk over to the thermostat of your mind and go click, 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 and set it to the heaven setting. 
Hey, it's hot in here. What do you got that thing set to? Oh, it's set to hell. Let me click, 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 click. All right, let me set it. Oh, oh, okay. Now I set to the heaven setting. Now I'm, I'm thinking only about the things that are above. I, I, I only see myself the way God sees me. Watch this. So the world may say something about me. The, 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 my boss may say something about me. My cousin, that one cousin, you know who I'm talking about. She may say something about me. But watch this. No, no. My mind, click, 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 is set to the things that are above. So I'm only going to think on those thoughts. I'm, I'm going to think what God thinks about me. I'm going to believe what God believes about me. I have a kingdom mindset. I'm thinking only about the things that are above. And watch this. My mindset is going to form and shape my reality. Because if I can think it, if I can see it, watch this, if I say it, it's only a matter of time before I have it. Say amen to that. I'm going to have what I say, and I'm going to continue to say what God says about me. All right, so setting your mind on the things that are above is important. Now, in the last message Apostle Cynthia taught on as it relates to the kingdom, kingdom mindset, she talked about the parable of the sower. For those of you that follow today's word, I've been teaching about the parable of the sower for a while. So I'm going I'm to tie in the parable of the sower for the next few minutes that I have. So in Mark chapter 4, Jesus taught this parable about this sower that went forth to sow. And when he was done, he said, you know, I, I teach in parables because there are people, he was quoting Isaiah, they have eyes they can't see, they have ears they can't hear, they have a heart they do not understand. But at Victory Christian Ministries International, we see the word, hear the word, and understand the word of God, right? And so anyway, uh, uh, he said, y'all got to understand this parable because if you don't understand this parable, how can you understand any parable? So I call this the mother of all parables. When everybody was gone, the disciples came to Jesus and said, hey, Jesus, we heard what you said about the parable. He was like, okay, cool, what's up? He said, well, you said people got to understand it. He said, yeah. He said, they said, we don't understand it. <laughs> he said, oh, my God, this is my own team. Lord, this is the team you gave me. You know what I'm saying? All right, like, all right, cool. So he said, let me explain it to you. He says, okay, beginning at verse 13, Mark chapter 4, beginning at verse 13. He says, the farmer is like somebody that takes God's word, this teaching, and he's plants it down inside of people. Now, sometimes the teaching falls along the path. Those are like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding isn't fruitful. And because they don't understand it, they become susceptible to Satan. And Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people are like seed that's planted on rocky ground. Say rocky ground. These are the people that hear the word of God, and they quickly and gladly accept it. These are the people that are super loud in church. They say, amen, Pastor, you better preach, right? But then the text says they don't allow the word of God to go deep down inside their heart. As soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word, they're quick to give up. Other people are, are like the seed that's planted on the thorny weeds. Say thorny weeds. These are the people that hear the word of God, but their lives have become full of other things, like the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want. And so that chokes out the word. And then finally, there's good ground. Say good ground. Good ground. Say, say I'm good ground. Okay, what does the good ground do? The good ground just doesn't do what, what the other three messed up on, right? So the, the, the good ground understands it. The good ground lets the word of God to go deep. And then the good ground doesn't have competing priorities. So then the word works and it produces a harvest sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes 100 times more. So let's break down these three grounds and learn something from each. Let's talk about the first ground first. This is the soil along the path. So 
You say, Brother Pena, you said these people didn't understand it. I didn't see that in Mark chapter 4. Well, for you to see that, these are called synoptic gospels because sometimes you have to go to one of the other gospels to get the whole synopsis. And so in Matthew's account, this is what Matthew said in Matthew 13 and 19. When someone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Why? Because they have a lack of understanding, right? So here's some highlights. I'm going to give you some points from every one of these three grounds. I'm going to give you some points that pertain to us about having a kingdom mindset. All right, so here's the first one. For, for, for this particular type of soil, the soil along the path, they hear the word of God. They don't understand it. Their understanding is unfruitful. They're susceptible to Satan. Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Okay, what, what can we learn from that? Number one, if you receive a word from God and you do not understand it, because you say, Brother Pena, I'm good ground. Okay, that's maybe you good ground today. But next Sunday, maybe you hear a word and don't understand it. So in that moment, you're like this soil. So you got you to gotta check your heart every time you hear the word. You got to, so, so, oh, I'm good ground. I receive. No, 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 it don't work like that. You need to check your heart every time you get into the word of God. If you don't understand it, ask the Holy Spirit to give you an understanding. Right? Because you need to understand it. Any, you can never maximize what you do not understand. That's why I thank God for this church. It does matter where you go to church. We have a teaching ministry. Anytime you can see the Word and hear the Word and understand the Word of God, you can be changed by that Word that you see hear and understand. So we're going to take our time. I'm not just going to get you fired up. I'm not just going to be like, high five your neighbor, <laughs> slap somebody upside the head and say, no, no, I'm not doing all that. We're going to teach you the Word of God. I want you to have a functional understanding of God's Word. I want you to be able to leave here and apply what you heard. I want you to take the Word of God and apply it to your life and living. Your learning must turn into living. Your information must turn into application. Say amen to that. Number two, Satan knows how much power there is in the Word of God. Say, there's power, there's power. In, the word of God. in the Word of God. Satan knows that there's so much power in the Word of God that the text says he comes immediately, Melody, to snatch it away. Why? He wants to get the Word out of there before the Word will work. And so he's coming, he's coming after the Word because one Word, listen, listen, one Word from God can change your life forever. You... You're like, Brother Pena, I've been struggling financially for years. One idea from God, one, can change your financial outcome, your trajectory for the rest of your life. I'm talking about one. All you need is one. You one download from God, one, one word from God, one insight, wisdom, one dream from God can change your life. That's why Satan comes immediately to snatch away the word that was sown into your heart. Number three, it teaches me, watch this, if if. If I don't understand it, Satan can snatch it. That also tells me, Florence, that if I understand it, Satan can't take it. So that teaches me that Satan cannot take a word that I understand. And so now we have people at Victory Christian Ministries International that you are not susceptible to Satan because we're teaching you the word of God in a way that you can understand. Say amen to that. Amen, amen. Number, five, uh, number four, the Word of God contains the character, the attributes, and the nature of God. And so the more Word of God you know, the better the God of the Word you're going to know. 
This is why you need to know the Word of God. So we're teaching you the Word of God in a way that is systematic, in a way that is methodical. That's why we teach series. That's why we take our time. We're going to go line upon line. We're going to go line upon line. We're going to go precept upon precept because we want you to get it because the more you know the Word of God, the better you're going to know the God of the Word. And at any time that you can see it, hear it, and understand it, you can be changed. Say amen to that. Say, I love my church. Yeah, we, we are a church that we want to teach the Word of God because it's the Word of God that's going to change your life, okay? What do we learn from the other type of soil, the next type of soil, the rocky ground? Remember, these are the people that hear the Word of God. They initially receive the Word with gladness, but as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the Word, they're quick to give up. All right, they do not allow the Word of God to go deep into their lives. What can we learn from this one? Okay, number one. Here's the first thing we learn from this one. Sister Perry, being the person with the loudest amens in church doesn't mean that you're walking in the Word. Right? I appreciate amens. Like, I like them. You know, just so y'all know, I hook a brother up. You know what I'm saying? I, I like amens. You know, I appreciate it. But just because you're the loudest person in church, just because you did three backflips and high five your neighbor, just because you ran around the church till you were sweating, that doesn't mean you're walking in the Word. Because when you walk out of here, we don't know what you're doing with the Word of God. So you have to walk in the Word. Receive it is good, but the Bible says these people are quick. Oh, glory. Hey, hey, hey. They jerk and all that. But then you got to walk in it. Say amen to that. Number two, you can go to church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and not allow the Word of God to go deep into your heart. That's right. Now, that's sad, but it's true. You, you going to church doesn't make you a disciple of Jesus more than going to McDonald's makes you a Big Mac. And so, so no, you have, to, you have to apply the Word of God. You have to live the Word of God. So basically, he's saying some people receive the Word, but they do not allow the Word of God to go deep into their lives, and so the Word doesn't work. Number three, every word from God, Apostle Tony said this powerful word. He said every word, Steve, from God comes with the power to perform it. In other words, God will never give you a word that doesn't come along with it the grace to do what God just told you to do. So every word you get from God, you receive the grace to go do that word. Say amen to that. But that doesn't mean that you're going to apply it. So as a believer, we have to apply because that same grace that empowers you, uh-oh, the text says as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word, that means that the same word that was meant to empower me, that same word is going to attract opposition from the enemy. When you get a word from God, you should get excited. You got a word from God about your business. Hallelujah. Thank God for it. Put, put it on the vision board. But when things get worse before they get better, don't be surprised. That's right. You get a word about your marriage. Oh, Lord, I've been waiting for this word. Thank you, Jesus. But when he or she starts acting more crazy than normal, you know what I'm saying? Don't think, no, you got to stand on that word because the word that you receive from God has power, but it's also going to attract opposition from the enemy. So the text says, as soon as trouble comes, persecution comes, because of the word, these people are quick to give up. Say, I will never give up. Never give up. Okay, and, and so, and lastly, some people, number five, some people, say not me. Some people are quick to let go of the word that they receive at the first sign of trouble. Some people get a word from God, they get super excited, they call their girlfriend, they put it on their vision board, they put it on Instagram. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. They put it on Instagram, right? They put it on social media and told everybody, the Lord said. But as soon as trouble comes, they give up. 
And then you talk to them later. What about, did that happen? Oh, no, that was months ago. So what happened with that? Well, maybe it wasn't God. No, it was God. You gave up on God. That's why we sing the song, don't give up on God, because he won't give up on you. He didn't give up. You gave up. Say, that won't be me. So you cannot be moved by what you see. You can only be moved by the word of God. You can, listen, when you get a word from God, you have to stand on that word and you cannot be moved by opposition. I'm going to use this building as an example. So, Dean, Dean you were not here uh, when this happened. Uh, but, but we were at 14747 Arizona Avenue years ago. And Apostle Tony was, uh, was getting on a plane, going to preach. He was going to Houston to preach. And, and um, Elder Beverly Ellis had told Pastor Tony, hey, there's a building over here that uh, is going up for auction. And uh, do you want to bid on it? And uh, he was like, I don't know. Let me pray about it. And as he was getting on the plane going to Houston, the Lord said to Pastor Tony, said, Tony, where are you going to put the harvest that I'm going to give you for Woodbridge? He said, Lord, I don't know where I'm going to put them. He said, in that building. He said, I'm giving you that building because I'm giving you the harvest, right? And so he came and told all of us in that, at 14747 Arizona Avenue, this is what the Lord said. The Lord said he's given us the building because he's given us the harvest. We all gave God praise. We was all high-fiving each other. Hallelujah. Hey, hey, hey. You know, all of that, right? We went to auction. We went to the auction. Cool. Uh, and you know what? We put in our bid and we won. Say we won. We won. We were giving God praise. We start driving over here looking at the building. Oh, this is going to be good. You know, all of that. And then here comes the devil. As soon as, watch this, trouble comes, persecution comes because of the word. These jokers in this county did some shady stuff. They said, well, we didn't like the number that you guys wanted at. And so, like, you know, I don't know. We, we think we're going to make that auction null and void. We think we need to go back to auction. We think we need to auction it again. We think we need, and like, this is not legal. You know what I'm saying? And so Pastor Tony was like, okay. So then we got all kind of lawyers involved. Pastor Tony is such a man of God. He said, don't even worry about it. It's our building. Why? Because if God said he's giving us a harvest, that's our building. Nobody can take it away. Nobody can take it away. But you cannot be moved by what you see. So then they made us go to auction again. And then, yeah, then we had to win the building again. And so they made us pay more this time. And then we told the devil, you're going to have to pay us back and pay us back with interest for that. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we don't roll like that. But anyway, we still got the building. We still moved in here. Why? Because we have a man of God that was not moved by what you see. You can only be moved by what God says. Say amen to that. So a kingdom mindset. What is the kingdom mindset? You get a word from God. Well, it, it might get worse before it gets better. It might look like it's going crazy, but if God said it, that settles it. You cannot be moved from it. Say amen to that. Amen. No matter how difficult it gets, you got to stand on the word that you receive from God. Okay, the last, the third type of soil, last type of soil I'm going to deal with today. Uh, what do we learn from the one that's full of weeds? The Bible says these are like the people that hear the word of God, but they have allowed their lives to become full of other things. These are the people that come to church Sunday after Sunday. But they come to church because they want to check the block, I came to church. But their lives are full of other things. What are the other things? The Bible says right here, the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want. They have selfish desires. They have competing priorities. Okay, what can we learn from these kind of people? Well, number one, we learn that these people have the word growing in their heart, but they have weeds growing in their heart because Jesus called it weeds. And so watch this. You can have word and weeds growing in your heart. 
Whichever one you feed the most is the one that's going to take over. Whichever one you feed the most is the one that's going to take over. So how do you feed the word? By meditating and medicating on God's word. How do you feed the weeds? CNN? MSNBC? That junk television? Isabella has a whole category of junk television that people watch. You know what I'm saying? And, And or gossip, backbiting, like meditating on the wrong stuff. Now what's happening? You're feeding the wrong stuff. You got to be very careful. Guard your heart with all diligence. Out of it flows the issues of life. You can't be feeding on junk all week long. Come here and listen to the word for 40 minutes and think that you're going to be victorious. You got to get the word of God down in your heart. You got to meditate and medicate on God's word day and night. You can't have competing priorities. You can't say, have you ever met somebody that straight up say, at least they're honest. They go, oh yeah, God told me to do this, but I ain't doing that. I mean, they'll straight up say, that, oh yeah, God want me to do this, but I ain't doing that. God told me to go move here, but the devil is like, no, you're the devil. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, don't say that. God told you. What are you doing? Like you're fighting against God. There are people that have competing priorities. There are people that put their will above God's will. There are people that, that, that will straight up tell me, Brother Pena, I don't know if I want God to tell me because I, what if he tells me and it's not what I want? I, don't, I want to do this, and I don't even want to ask God about it because I don't want God to tell me that it's not good. You know what I'm saying? I just, no, what you want, you should not want anything that God doesn't want for you. Say amen to that. Then there are people that take on the cares of this world. What are the cares of this world? What are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? How am I get paid? I just got, I just retired from the military. How am I get, I just finished my good government job. I ain't doing, how are we, Lord, how are we going to, stop. Say this, say God is my source. If God is your source, then God is your source. God is the king. He, God has millions of ways to get you millions of dollars. God, God doesn't run out. Listen, you got you to gotta have faith. You got to look unto God as the author and the finisher of your faith. Number three, when you have a kingdom mindset, you starve the cares of this world. You starve the love of money. You starve selfish desires. And you meditate and medicate on God's word. Number four, when you have a kingdom mindset, you know this. Here's a key that you need to learn. Money is the least of all riches. Money is the least of all riches. There are things in the kingdom of God that money can't buy. God, God is not opposed to you having money. God, God can give you lots of money. God, I've already, we're already living beyond anything I imagined as a kid. God can give you lots of money, but money is the least of all riches. You should not pursue money. You should pursue God. I already read it earlier, Matthew 6 and 33. Watch this. When you pursue God instead of pursuing money, then God will make it to where money pursues you. Say amen to that. Amen. amen. So you got to look at it from that perspective. You got to think like God thinks. When you have a kingdom mindset, you know that your king owns everything. And he owns everything. So there's no lack. Say this. Say, I will never lack for anything. I love it. In, in, in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus, uh, up until Matthew chapter 10, Jesus was the only one performing miracles. In Matthew chapter 10, he grabs a group of disciples. He sends them out. He says, you're going to go lay hands on the sick. You're going to watch them recover. You're going to lay hands on lepers. You're going to cast out demons. You're going to raise the dead. But you can't take no money with you. 
Because if you can't trust me for $10, then when a, a man's voice come, comes out of a woman, you're going to run the other way. So you, gotta, you, can't, you can't take no money with you. You got to learn that God is your source. And he says, as you go, a workman will be given whatever he needs. Say this. Say, as I go, everything I need is always there. All right, number seven, and I'm wrapping this up. Okay, when you have a kingdom mindset, you, you got to learn this. This is a very important principle. I say that towards the end. You got to learn this. That Say this. Say, I'm a steward. This is what you got to learn. You got to learn that whatever you mismanage, you will lose. God owns everything. You are a steward is a manager. But whatever you mismanage, you will lose it. You mismanage money, God can't trust you with money. Lord, I want you to give me more. No, no. Matter of fact, in the parable of the talents, the one that had five, double the money to ten. The one that had two, double the money to four. The one that had one, didn't do anything with it. It was taken from him and given to the one with ten. Watch this. You, you, you prove to God when you're a steward, you're a manager. Watch. God can't give you more if you can't manage what you have. That, that applies to your children, that applies to your marriage, that applies to money, that applies to anything. Whatever you mismanage, you're going to lose. So in the kingdom of God, you have to learn how to manage things adequately. And so, so when you show God, I can be faithful over this, then God can make you ruler over much. But if, you, if you're not managing, oh, Brother Pena, if I had it, I would give. If I had it, I would, well, are you managing what you have right now? Are you giving now? It, it, the, all that happens with a tenth is it, it just gets bigger. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't tithing off of a hundred, you ain't going to tithe off of a thousand. And so don't tell me that you're doing that. So, so you got to manage what you got. Say amen to that. Amen. And then lastly, uh, number eight, you have to die to selfish desires. As a believer, you have to die. Let's say this. Say, all I want is what God wants for me. I don't want anything more. I don't want anything less, but I do want what God wants for me. I want to be able to get to the end of my life. I want to be able to stand before God in heaven, Kimani. I want to be able to say, like we said in the military, rounds spent. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm out of rounds, God. You know what I'm saying? I spent everything you gave me. Like I'm at the range, click, 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 click. Goof. Like that's it. No more rounds. I want to be able to stand before God. I didn't die because I was old. I didn't die because I was sick. I just died because I was done. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, that's it. I was done. I can I can now, Lord, I commit myself unto thee. I give up the ghost. I go from earth to glory, round spent. Like why all I want is what God wants for me. Say amen to that. Amen. All right. So in closing, let me just tell you this. If you develop a kingdom mindset, you're going to know who you are. You're going to know what God has called you to do. And you're going to walk in your purpose. You will never lack because your father owns everything. You're going to look at everything from God's point of view. You're going to believe what God believes about you. And then lastly, let's stand all over the building. You are going to leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. You know why? Because you know who you are. You know why? Because you're seeing yourself and your life from God's point of view. You have developed a kingdom mindset. Let's declare this over our lives. God set up a system to where words matter, but nobody's words matter more than your own words. I want you to declare the word of God over your life. Speak, prophesy over yourself. Say this. Say, Father, I thank you for the word that you deposited in my heart today. I believe and I receive it. I develop a kingdom mindset.
I am who you say I am. I can do what you say I can do. I will do what I was born to do. I will leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. I leave a legacy of righteousness for my children and my children's children. I died to me, so you live through me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you agree with that, give God some praise all over the building. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.